Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Hi, everybody. I hope you found us on our new um, link that I tried to post everywhere today. Um, Welcome to Stay Out of My Crease. This is Season 3, Episode 24. For those of you that are new to our show, Stay Out of My Crease is simply a hockey show for hockey fans by hockey fans. We do have a general focus on the NHL, and we enjoy catering to our fans, listeners, and callers. So if you'd like to join Rob and myself tonight, you can call in at 646-668-8463. We are back home on Radio AFF and so happy to be back on Radio AFF. It's been a uh, couple of months since we've broadcast it from here and um, we are very excited to be back and we thank Farmer and the network for having us back. So let me introduce Rob. Rob is my co-host. Hi, guys. Hey, Kim. How are you? I'm good, Rob. How are you? Oh, not bad. So I guess this week we should probably just go ahead and jump in. Um, heard a lot of complaints about the uh, new goalie equipment. A lot of goalies are saying that it's very difficult to get used to the smaller um, pants and chest plates that they are now wearing. And it seems that injuries are starting to take toll on some of the goaltenders. We already have three goalies on technically IR um, with Jonathan Quick from the LA Kings and um, Luongo with the uh, Florida Panthers. And uh, Matt Murray is the newest goalie casualty to the uh, injury list. And apparently Murray suffered a concussion. Um, According to Mike Sullivan, he suffered a concussion in yesterday's practice. Um. We'll go ahead and, I guess, jump in on the whole Matt Murray thing because one of our listeners, Cassandra, actually had sent us a question, and um, she wanted us to read it on air. And let's see if anybody is listening and want to call in and weigh in on this. You're more than welcome to as well. So Cassandra's question is, since the topic of the day is all about Matt Murray, I want your guys' thoughts about this. What are or should the Pens do long-term with Murray? His injury record speaks for itself, and yes, he has helped the team to cup wins, but in the long run, is that enough? Or should we just wait for Seattle to claim him? Thoughts? Okay, my thought on that is there's no way Matt Murray gets to Seattle. He's 100% being protected. You don't give up a 24-year-old goalie for nothing, injury problems or not. Right. Um, it's unfortunate he's had so many injuries, especially with concussions. This is his third in less than three years, which is alarming. Yeah. Um, couple it that is... with. Sorry, Kim. No, I was going to say it is. It is definitely. Um, it's alarming. And as a Penguin fan, you know that your head coach, your organization has faith in Murray. But at what point 
do they say, okay, we have to make him, A, a backup goaltender to preserve his health and his career, or at what point do you say, okay, you're not cutting it because you're injury-prone, first of all, and it, that's not a knock against Murray. There are a lot of people that are injury-prone. Um, Bo Bennett comes to mind right away because he was always injured. But um, at the same point, you kind of have to be like, what do you do? I mean, he is only 24 years old, but three concussions is no joke. If you've ever suffered, I've suffered a concussion. And um, it took me a good week to get my bearings underneath of me. Um, you know, and that was just hit-butting with my 75-pound dog. It's not like I got hit with a puck or a stick or in game situation. But at the same point, if I ever hit my head again, I have a more likelihood of getting another concussion. So for each concussion that you get, the likelihood of when you get knocked in the head increases. And I believe it's like eight times each time that you get a concussion. Yeah, look at Crosby and how worried people are about if he gets another concussion. Because he's had, what, four, I think? Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. Four. Like, another one could end his career for sure, and who knows what kind of damage could be done after that. Right. Later on down the road. Yeah. I mean, it, it's but, kind of frightening. And the other thing, you know, when Murray hasn't had concussions, his most of his injuries have been lower body injuries. And for the type of goaltender that he is, that's also alarming. Because as a butterfly goaltender, your lower body is what you depend on. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I like your idea of him being a backup, but know how much you love Tristan Jari. I don't think he'd be ready to take on a starter's role in the NHL. Oh, neither do I, which I is why I'm not complaining about him being in Wilkes-Barre this year. <laughs> I think he I needs think to play more. Yeah, definitely. But I think you'd have to find another uh, at least 1A or 1B goalie who could split half the game. Right. And I think that would probably cost you, Jari. And after losing Duff to uh, the Senators, that's just you're giving up your last goalie of the future. Because the Smith is working on being 27 years old. He's going to be a career backup. And I guess the interesting thing is, is that Jari is on a two-way contract this year so that he can be flipped back and forth between Wilkes-Barre and Pittsburgh without being put on waivers, whereas you're looking at the last year of Casey Smith's contract. So after this year, they either have to re-sign Casey Smith or he becomes an unrestricted free agent.
Right, and I don't see him, the Smith, being re-signed. I think he goes to free agency, and I'm not sure anybody signed him. Or if they do, I... he'll be stuck in the AHL. Right. I think if anybody signs the Smith, it's going to be a team that absolutely positively needs a backup goaltender. Solely a backup goaltender. Um, right now, I can't think of any team that would need a backup goaltender, though, because everybody's pretty set. And, I mean, I've seen the comments in Ken's groups and stuff that, you know, they're like, well, um, trade for a veteran goaltender. If you trade for a veteran goaltender, you're either A, going to give up way too much for it and overpay them, or you're going to get somebody like Carrie Lightman. Yeah. Which is still an unrestricted free agent, but nobody wants him. He made $5.9 million last year for Dallas. I don't think anybody is going to sign him because he really didn't prove last year that he was worth that kind of money, and I don't know if he's willing to take a pay cut to play. No, he would definitely have to take a pay cut, and it'd be somewhere he'd... I don't even think... He might get a million to 1.5 to be a backup, but uh, there's so many backups out there that you could sign for cheap, that wouldn't cost you letting would probably want. Right. But, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Thankfully, it's early in the season. And, you know, that gives Jari and DeSmith time as a goalie tandem to kind of split start. And you kind of see what you have in that. This isn't one of these situations where we're looking at April and he has Murray has to be rushed back because the Pens are going to the playoffs. They have time. Now, on the other side of it, as close as the Metro has been, you kind of um, you kind of have to you have to look and think that every point counts. And so you're going to want to go with the goalie that gives you the best shot while Murray's on the shelf to get you those points that you need, whether they're loser points or whether they're two points. I mean, every point at this point starts counting because when you lose a point in October, that could be in April the point that costs you a playoff spot. You never know. Live update in the Leafs game. Uh, Austin Matthews just scored another goal for the Leafs. It's now 2-1 Toronto near the end of the first. Nice. I don't have a game until Thursday. Um, And as a Penn fan myself, it's really hard to sit here and go off of that Montreal loss, 5-1, to for almost a week. I mean, the Pens don't play again until Thursday. This is one of those losses that's hard to swallow. Um, But, you know, to finish up on Murray, um, the thing is is that with his concussions that he has suffered – the sad reality is when he comes back from him, he's not doing very well in net. Is it all his fault? No. The defense really needs help. And um, the forwards 
also are turning over the puck a lot, especially in the neutral zone. So, you know, even though the team itself is struggling, Murray is also struggling with them. And right now the Pens need a goalie to step up and try to steal a game. And it just happened to be the worst possible time, you know, for Murray to go out because he is struggling. So now he has to be injured on a bad note. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. Uh, but the silver lining in all this, too, is Pittsburgh's had four days off. Yes. So they get four days to get their crap together because you're right. Uh, Murray hasn't looked good, but it's not all his fault. The whole team has been relatively bad, especially right. on the defensive end. And, and the forwards. I mean, we can't. Leave the forward well, I mean, blameless in this. <laughs> well, I mean, the Pens put up a touchdown on Caps. Right. So, but I the mean, Caps your also offense, put six up on, on the Pens. Right. So. right. So, on the defensive side, you're having issues. Your offensive side, not so much. Right. Except for against Montreal. Montreal really shut them down offensively. And, Montreal. um,. I don't think they're going to be as bad as people expected them to be. No. Montreal is going to be that annoying little cousin that just won't go away. Because they have... Same with the Spencers. Yeah, they have young speed guys who just keep coming at you. They don't give you any room to breathe. And for teams like... I'll use the Leafs, for example. The Leafs are a team with a lot of skill who like to move the puck. They also like to take their time with the puck. If they're rushed, they they create a lot of turnovers. Right. And with the way the Leafs' defense shapes up, a lot of those turnovers end up in the back of the net. It's true, and you see it happening game after game. Um, I watched it. I watched it with Chicago on Sunday night. There were two right. turnovers that ended up in the back of the net. Yeah, I remember you complaining about that. Oh, I was frustrated. Like, yeah, go out and score seven goals every night, but if you're giving up six, I'm not going to be impressed. And that's, you know, that leads me to the whole, um, the goalie equipment changing. The NHL specifically wanted to increase scoring. So far in the early season, they have significantly done that. It's worked. Yes, it has I mean, worked. Two, tu- two touchdowns for Washington, 8-5 in the Carolina Rangers game on Sunday, 7-6. Like, if you look at these scores, pretty soon they're going to be football scores, not hockey scores. Right. Well, just like we'll use the Sharks, for example, tonight. The Sharks have five on Philly. Yeah. So do you think the the decrease in the size of the pads have affected the scoring? Because I have heard a lot of goaltenders mumbling about it. I definitely do, but I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the Philly game here, and uh, with like six minutes left in the second period, 
San Jose has already put up 32 shots. So there's a little bit of a disconnect there from, like, the defense and goaltending. Right. But, yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel like uh, the size of the equipment is affecting the goalie's play. Right. Yeah, because from what I've heard, especially your taller and thinner goalies, they're saying that it's really hard to cover the whole net now because more of your body is exposed. And, you know, they say that the goalie pants kind of fit like skinny jeans. They just really hug you. And that's, uh, I don't know if that's also going to be a contributing factor to seeing more goalie injuries this year. Because right. Scott Darling's on the shelf with a lower body injury. Quick. Quick Luongo, is with a lower body injury. Luongo's got a messed up leg again. Although that was more from somebody falling on him than it was from the puck. But. Right. Whereas I believe Quick got hit with a puck. Yeah, he did. And he's out on IR with a lower body injury, and it sucks for me because he's on my fantasy team. So I had to put Quick on IR, and I picked up Casey to Smith. So. <laughs> oh, poor you. I know, right? Sorry, not Come sorry, on, you're... I'm pretty sure I play you in fantasy soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're in the safe league, so. <laughs> um. But, you know, speaking of injuries, unfortunately, Joe Thornton is on the shelf for the Sharks again. Um, thank goodness it's not a tear. It's just a really bad infection in his knee, which sucks. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened or how he, uh, how he ended up re-injuring it, but uh, he'll be out for a few weeks, I'm sure, getting that treated. Right. Yeah, they say it's just an infection. So hopefully he's not on the shelf too terribly long. But it doesn't look like San Jose is having any trouble scoring without him right now. Um, no, not at all. Which is, which is good, I mean, because that proves that they have a lot of depth with their system. But it looks like Eric Carlson's really struggling with the San Jose Sharks system which kind of surprises me. It doesn't really surprise me. I figured he'd go through an adjustment period. But uh, I'm sure he'll turn it around relatively quick. Oh, yeah. He's Eric Carlson. He's one of the best offensive-minded defensemen of the league. The Kings had a big scare the other night because Drew Doughty went down. But he seems to be fine, which is good news for the Kings. See, I love Drew Doughty, but he's blocked. He didn't get slashed as hard as he went down. He went down like somebody <laughs> put a bullet in his head. <laughs> I was kind of concerned. I didn't see the whole play. I just saw him go down. And then I was like, ooh, that's not good. No, he went, he went down, and then he got all pissed off because there was no penalty call, and then he got up and skated off like he was fine. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I was kind of reorganizing things in the new house, so I kind of missed it. I had the game on in the background. That seems to have been the theme lately with the big move that happened in September. It's now getting everything reorganized, and uh, I usually the hockey games are on in the background while I'm doing something else. 
but I'm coming to a wall now where I'll be able to actually sit down and watch games, and I'm so excited. Well, that's good. I'm glad that yeah. finally able to watch some hockey. I know, right? I mean, I go through withdrawals, so um, I was kind of upset because, of course, I'm in the States. You're in Canada. Happy belated Thanksgiving to all of our Canadian listeners, first of all. Um, but yesterday, having all those afternoon games, and then I came home from work, and I had to wait until 10 o'clock last night to watch a game. <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. It was weird having hockey on at one o'clock on a uh, Monday in the states. Nonetheless, like it, was, it wasn't even Canadian teams playing; it was American teams. Right. Yeah, which surprised me. <clears throat> it surprised me a lot. Because you would think that you know, being Canadian Thanksgiving, they would have them on in Canada. Like we have football on down here for things. Yeah, exactly. That's just, that was my thought too. Yep. So on the Seattle expansion, um, they showed their proposed um, practice facility yesterday. And um, they unveiled their plans. It's a $70 million training facility in the northern part of Seattle. Um, the rink itself is going to include three full-size rinks and office space for the uh, new Seattle franchise. Oh, wow. I missed that. Yeah. And apparently they're doing um, $700 million worth of... Um, renovations to the arena up there. Yep, the key arena will be uh, will be completely revamped. Right. And uh, it should look really nice. It should. It really should. I'm actually excited to see the finished product because uh, back when the Back when I was younger, when they had uh, the Super Sonics, it was a really nice-looking arena. Right. <clears throat> yep. So, one of the surprise teams this year, so far, and I realize that it is so super early, but Carolina, who ever thought that they would be the first-place team in the Metro so early? But it, it's hard to say because uh, I mean I've seen bad teams start off uh, start off strong and then falter, and I've seen good teams falter and then the back half just never leaves. Yeah, it's crazy. Like Carolina is two zero and one. And the Islanders are in second place. <laughs> It'll be interesting Nobody ever thought that. Well that. Right. I will say one thing, though, about the Islanders yesterday. Robin Laney looked good. Yes. He looked yeah. very good. And that's Scary, a isn't very it? good sign for the Islanders. Oh, yeah. It definitely is. 
I said I even said it to you in uh, our chat a couple weeks back that uh, I think Laner's going to have a strong year after getting all of his uh, mental problems. Been in right. I think that lifted a weight off his shoulders, and I think he'll. Uh, I think he'll be a strong goalie this year for the Islanders. Yeah, it's amazing how in a different system certain people thrive. He won't win a lot because the Islanders are gonna have are gonna struggle, I think, this year to put the puck in that. Right. But I think they'll lose a lot of like three two two one games because I think Laner will have a really strong year. Which, you know, it makes sense. Um, I was going to say, Carter Hutton had a really good game yesterday, too. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was really strong. Uh, about 35 out of 37 for the win. Right. And totally managed 17 shots all night. Wow. They... Uh, or they had five shots in the second period and scored on three of them. Wow. Yeah, Flurry has been struggling as of late, too. Um, he's one of my favorite goaltenders, of course. And I got to thinking about this actually earlier today. And Flurry's having a rough season. Vegas is already starting to have a rough season, which we kind of thought might happen. Um, with losing Perron and James Neal, because I think those were two key players that they probably should have tried to keep. But um, when you look at Flurry, I see, you know, a lot of the social media reaction of, well, Flurry's Flurry. And I think people tend to forget Flurry's been in three cup finals in three years. <laughs> he might be a little... Yeah, he might be. We'll see you how. Know, uh, I think Vegas will bounce back. Oh, I'm sure they will, and I'm very excited to see the Stanley Cup rematch tomorrow night between Vegas and Washington. I think that's yeah, going to be a fun game to watch. That'll be a great game to watch. I'll have that one on for sure. Oh yeah, there's only a couple games on tomorrow night. I may be actually able to get two of them in tomorrow night because. I think they have, um, well, I know the Flyers play the Suns, the Caps and the Knights, and I want to say the late game is the Coyotes and Anaheim. And let's talk about John Gibson for Anaheim. How incredible has he been this season so far? He's a fantastic goalie. He's, uh, I actually think he's more, he's probably one of the most underrated goalies in the league. Not a lot of people talk about it. Right. And it's honestly, it sucks because he's a, he's amazing. There's a reason Anaheim traded Freddie Anderson to the Leafs and went with him. Right. And there's a reason they let Bernier go too. Yeah, I, I don't, don't get me started on Bernier. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be here three hours. <laughs> right. But I do have to say, I'm not a Ducks fan by any means, 
but their jerseys last night, I was like, take my money. I want one of those. <laughs> so yep, bad. Same. same here. As soon no. as I saw as soon as I saw them released, I was like, shut up, take take all my money. Every last right. dollar I own. <laughs> those are probably the sweetest third jerseys that I have seen this year. Um you know, I do like the throwback jerseys for the Devils. You know, I like the Ulta Mighty Ducks jersey that they wore last night. It was just kind of like, those are some sweet jerseys. <laughs> I actually really like the uh, Carolina Hurricanes third jerseys. The Whalers? they were uh, the other night. No, 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 no. Oh, the black, oh the black they were ones. the other but night. Yes. But yes, right, the with Whalers the ones too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like them at first, but when I actually saw them wearing them, I was I kind of changed my mind a little bit. I was like, they look actually not. Right. Yeah, it's amazing. Like I, Pittsburgh re, or unveiled their new um, third jersey, and it's kind of the Stadium Series jersey without the black stripe around the bottom of it. And it's all right looking. It's not hideous, but it's just not something that I would personally um, go out and buy. I find, I find it really plain. I wish they would have bought back the baby blue winter classic ones. I liked those. Yeah, those ones weren't bad. Those ones were <laughs> right. Oh, so I'm convinced that uh, the Department of Player Safety listened to our show last week. <laughs> you are, huh? Because they brought the absolute banhammer down on Tom Wilson. Oh my goodness! Yes, and so. I don't know if people are well aware that Wilson is, or the NHL, what is it, Players Association, or and NHLPA, I think is what it is. They are going to appeal to Gary Bettman on Wilson's behalf. Now, that could be a double-edged sword <laughs> because he could get less games or he could get more. They, he won't be suspended for any more. But, he uh, won't be. No. He, uh, if anything, they'll drop it by, like, two or three games max. But I think 20 then- was a fitting punishment for – and what people need to understand – is he didn't get suspended 20 games for that particular hit. He got suspended 20 games for the amount of times he's been suspended in such a short period of time. That's his fourth right, suspension because it's unprecedented. in the last 105 games. He's, he almost got the longest ban, but um, who was it, Rafi? Rafi oh, Torres got name? 41 games. Yes, thank you. And, Wilson now uh, holds the second longest. Um, I didn't talk. Wasn't Todd Bertuzzi suspended for more games than twenty? I'm not sure on that. I have to actually look that up. But, I mean, 
I guess the whole catch-22 is with Wilson is um, that Gary Bettman can choose when he wants to hear it. So he could, I guess if Bettman really wanted to be petty, he could wait till like 19th game and say, okay. Yeah. I don't know if there's a time limit on it, but. Todd Bertuzzi was suspended for a total of 17 months, but he only missed a total of 20 games. Right. I was going to say, I just looked up the longest, and Rafi Torres has the longest with 41 games. Chris Simon from the Islanders, 30 games. Um, Bullerice from the Flyers, 25 games. Chris Simon, 25 games. Marty McSorley, 23 games. Rafi Torres, 21 games. And Dale Hunter, 21 games. Yep. Marty McSorley's 23 games was when he uh, pretty much uh, tomahawk for sheer in the head. Yep. And that was, I believe, in 2000. And the suspension was actually extended by Gary Bettman. And McSorley never played another game in the NHL. Nope. But, yeah, it was good to see. up there. (laughs) It was good to see the Department of Player Safety get this one right. Right. They were actually looking to set a precedent. And I think somebody said that when it averages out, he's forfeiting most of his salary this year. Yeah, because uh, of his base salary, his signing bonus. Because he's a repeat offender, his signing bonus is taken. Oh, okay. So he's forfeiting one point two six million dollars this year. Right. Yeah, it's only when you're a repeat offender, uh, your signing bonus is able to. Uh, be taken as well, just not your performance bonuses. Right. Like for goals, points, whatever. Yeah. It, you know, and I get it. And I feel bad that, you know, it had to come down to a 20 game suspension, but everything else wasn't working for Wilson to change his game. No, it it had to be done, and uh, I'm glad it was. Like, I'm Tom Wilson is a talented player, and he's not being an idiot, right? And I think that's what makes us so mad with him. Yeah, and like you said, I don't think a lot of people quite understood the fact that this wasn't just because of his hit on Oscar Sundquist. This was because the NHL had no precedent for somebody that was suspended four times in, what, 160 games? 105 games. 105 games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy. 
but like I said, they are going to appeal on his behalf, but no date has been set yet. So it'll be interesting to see when it's set. Yeah. It's it's not like it matters too much, though, because he's suspended anyway until the appeal is heard. Right. Which is why I said if Batman really wants to be petty, he could just wait until game 19 and say, okay, well, I'll hear your appeal now. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? I mean, this is all going to fall on when Gary Batman feels like hearing this appeal. Right. And then if he doesn't get any satisfaction from Batman, he can also, I believe, appeal to a third party. I think so, but I don't think it'll get that far. Right. At that point, he'd be trying to get some of the salary he lost back. Right. Because it would, I'm certain it would be more than 20 games before that would ha- before that appeal would be heard. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I mean, the Caps are getting ready to work on like game number three or four. Right. They've played two games, so tomorrow night will be their third game. Um, if. Uh, if the suspension holds up, I believe the first game back is November 21st that Wilson can play with the Caps again. November 21st? Yes. Wow. I didn't realize they played uh, that many between now and then. Right. Well, I have to look. Give me a second. I, I swear I, I counted it up, and because um, I was curious, I was curious to see what game it would be. So, hold on one second. I'll tell you. So the tenth game is the twenty seventh. So the halfway point for him would be October twenty seventh um, at Calgary. So that's 10 games. Yeah. So his first game back would be Wednesday night, November 21st versus Chicago. Yep. Be a good game to have him back for. Yeah, no doubt. And he would miss because the Caps and Pens only played three times in the regular season this year. And um, so he would miss two out of three Pens games. Oh, wow. Yep. It's crazy. They played three or four times. So I think I think it's three times now because of the unbalanced schedule. Yeah, hopefully that unbalanced schedule gets fixed once uh, Seattle joins. Right. No, it looks like they play four times because they do play again in March, too. So he would miss half of the Penn's Caps games. Okay. Yep. Which is crazy. I mean, it's just, 
it sucks that the suspension had to happen, but the reasoning behind it, you know, makes sense. Right. It had to be done. Right. Yep. I was actually a little bit worried after uh, the Department of Player Safety blew it a couple weeks ago with the Ekblad and Domi uh, incident. Right. Yeah, that, I still don't understand how they just spend it Domi for the preseason. Because <laughs> that's just I really, weird. I really don't know, and I still don't understand it either, but the uh, Right. Max hasn't that big of an impact, in my opinion, so far this season. Yep. And, you know, it, it's amazing what player safety – it's amazing what player safety comes down on and what they don't come down on. Like, I know there are a lot of old-school hockey fans that are just totally – upset and they were like well then if this is the case just go ahead and take fighting and um, hit out of the NHL and make it very soft and it's not the hits that they're worried about it's these headshots that they're worried about because the NHL already has enough issues with concussions and you know player former players that are just don't remember who they are anymore they just aren't the same person anymore because of all the concussions that they suffered that they played through and the NHL didn't do anything about it. They're not helping these guys out. You know what I mean? So they're going to have to start coming down on these headshots. And if they don't, you know, it could get out of hand. And the more aware that people become of CTE makes a big difference. Exactly. So, you know, they have to start looking out for their players. But, you know, I've heard cat fans that have said, I've seen worse hits from Tom Wilson. Well, yeah, that's why he got the suspension, because he has done worse hits, you know? Yeah, there's been interesting dialogue uh, through the social media channels on the... uh, All right. And speaking of social media, I'm going to self-plug our show here. If you don't like our Facebook page, you should give it a like. That way you can keep up with all the information that we put out on there, our shows that we do, because there may be weeks where we don't do a show every week, or there may be weeks where we do an hour show or hour and a half show. And, um, you know, I'm coming up. I know at the end of this month we will not be doing a show on Tuesday night because my best friend's coming in from Alaska. So I'm going to spend time with her because <laughs> I see her once a year. And um, Rob also works for, you know, a hockey team, and there are some game nights that he may miss. Yeah, there will be a couple Tuesdays where I won't be available. Right. So if you give our Facebook page a like, you will find that. Plus, we're going to start being more interactive with that. Um, as we get more likes, we're going to go ahead and give, you know, start giving away some things. And everybody likes free stuff. Free At least stuff I like free stuff. 
sorry. I was so. silently cursing Tyler Sagan in my head. It's it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's tied again. Yep. All right. Well, we have a caller. Let's go ahead and take our caller. Hi, you're on the air with Kim and Rob. Who's this? Well, you were speaking about head injuries, so I figured it, it was. I figured that was kind of a segue into uh, into giving you guys a call. So. Oh, what, yeah. you must have had injury. <laughs> well, I, I've, it's been it's been claimed that I've had a few. So. <laughs> you played football, so you may. I I, I have had plenty in my football days. <laughs> So what's going on tonight, Chris? I know you're excited about the Carolina Hurricane. Sounding sounding like that guy, that guy that says, get off my lawn. Back in my day, we didn't call them concussions. We just called them head ringers and get back in the game. So (laughs) we we had that. But, yeah, those those Carolina guys are trying to – are doing pretty good. Right. Moose apparently yeah, is not very are. happy with Carolina either, so. Because <laughs> I said Carolina, he started barking. <laughs> I'm waiting for Carolina. That's how everybody should feel about Carolina. Hey, Chris. Chris. Yeah. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for Carolina to win the Cup this year and come parade through Connecticut wearing the Whalers jersey. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Chris is like, see you guys. We know that will never happen anyway. <laughs> I'm just teasing you, Chris. How you doing, buddy? Um, I'm, I'm doing okay. I mean, as good as a Rangers fan can do right now. I mean, yeah, they're 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 not off to a good start. Thank goodness, because if they weren't, Pittsburgh would be in the bottom of the division. So I'm very grateful for that, Chris. Yeah, so good <laughs> for that. But I mean, oh, man, even even you're using Chris as a punching bag. Come on now. <laughs> it is what it is. What it is. I mean, they they just. It, it, I can't even explain what's wrong with the Rangers. It's just that's the way they're going to be this year. Like, I came into it this year going, all right, if we finish dead last, then I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, at least you would get a good draft pick that uh, Colorado would get. Exactly. That's true. But, but then but then, poor Joe Sackett wouldn't – well, I guess that's good news for Joe Sackett. He wouldn't have to send Melnick a uh, – True. But they've the Sens have actually surprised me a little bit. Uh, they're they look better than I thought they would. Yeah, they do. It almost looks like they were really smart in trading Eric Carlson away. <laughs> that'll catch up. That'll catch up to him. It'll catch up to yeah. them real quick. I mean, 
we've we've seen this kind of thing happen where teams teams come out of the gate and get on a roll and then then reality hits. So you mean like Philly when they won ten games in a row and everybody thought they were playoff bound and they missed the playoffs? Yeah, but you know that was a good thing for Philly because out of that came the greatest mascot of all time. True. And Grady had a very, very good entrance tonight. He came in from the ceiling to Miley Cyrus's wrecking ball, which I just think was genius. <laughs> oh, I missed that? Yes, you did. It's all over Facebook, though, so you'll catch it. Uh, oh, I'm so sad I missed that. It's really funny I, I, because he trolled the Sharks, too, yesterday after I, Philly beat the Sharks. He went to a department store and knocked all the sharks off the shelf, and then um, the sharks mascot returned the favor by creating a gritty jack-o'-lantern and smashed the pumpkin. So this is <laughs> totally fun for me because this is, and you know, I'm gonna say it. I'm not by any means a Philadelphia Flyers fan. However, the way gritty blew up social media. Even non-hockey fans are kind of like, let me check out what this NHL is all about because this mascot is so great. <laughs> well, yeah, gritty, uh... gritty, gritty is taking is taking over the social. I mean, last year the social media darlings was the Vegas Knights, right? And, and they're now, and now gritty is gritty is just dominating. So I, I'm I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the Golden Knights to get in there and and get in get in with gritty because we know their Twitter we know their their Twitter people are are next level. So I'm sure oh, they're yeah. going to do something good. And like I said, you know the biggest I guess the overall aspect of this is it's kind of putting the NHL back on the map which is something that it hasn't been. I mean, I watched, uh, well, I happened to walk through the living room while my husband was watching football this weekend. And on Sunday Night Football, they were just blowing up commercials of the Vegas Knights and Capitals game on Wednesday night. And that's something that I haven't seen in years. I'm so glad Austin Matthews is a Toronto Maple Leafs. Tavares, oh, it was Tavares who scored it. Ah, is he going for another hat tonight? I hope so. Keep keep putting the bucket (laughs) in that. I don't care. So, Chris, what are you looking forward to most this season? I'm I'm st- I'm waiting for I'm waiting for somebody some somebody to play a game that doesn't end with a touchdown. Yeah, um, I'm waiting for uh, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for like that big bat that that nice two to one nice two to one score you know a nice hard fought hockey game because what we've been seeing so far has just been. You, you guys said it before, just guys ripping shots all over the place, and somehow they're all going in. Like, this isn't, this isn't what we're used to. 
Right. No, it's not. Not at all. Like, I'm, I'm seeing scores, and I'm just like, okay, every goalie in the league this year is going to have a GAA over four. So if it's under four, I'm going to be happy this year. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Because goalies are just getting lit up. Like, there's good – I'm – Last year, McDavid was the only player to have over 100 points, I I believe. I'm pretty sure. I think this year there's going to be five or six that are going to have 100 points. All right. If it, if it goes at this rate, absolutely. It's, it's just amazing. And like Rob and I had talked at the beginning of the show, how much do you think, Chris, is this uh, increased scoring because of the genius idea to make the goalie pads smaller? I don't, I don't know if that if I think that's a scapegoat right now. Of I think it's just poor play. I mean, a lot of the goals that I've seen have not been because guys you know, aren't getting their pad in front of it or guys, you know, we're seeing a lot of bad, bad defense. We're seeing a lot of, of that, uh, just turnovers in, in, in the neutral zone and turnovers in your own zone that are just, you know, it, it's a lot of stuff that just needs to be cleaned up. And I don't, I don't know enough about the coaching aspect of hockey to know where, where that where that that needs to be corrected or if it can be corrected but that's what i see i see a lot of poor defense in front of the goalies and then i don't see it much as the goalies not being able to get in front of the pucks i just think it's i just think it's the it's i don't think it's the pad and and i think they'll be able they'll be able to adjust i think that'll be an adjustment that they'll make going forward. Right. I hope so because um I don't know if you I don't know if you even get leaf games down where you are, Chris, but if you've watched a leaf game this year, you'll know that most of the leafs should work for Pillsbury because the turnovers they give away, oh my goodness. I watched the Chicago game and in the first period alone, I counted 12 or 13 turnovers by the Leafs, just trying stretch passes and them just giving the puck away. Right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my world. That that that's the that's the Rangers game plan. That's been the Rangers game plan for the last two years. <laughs> it's frustrating. Turn the puck over and. And hope 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 that Lundqvist can save him, and he hasn't been. You know, he, I said it before; he doesn't stop everything. He used to. He stops a lot, but he doesn't stop. Every, he can't stop everything. No, <laughs> especially when he's you not turn the puck. In. But that's the thing, Rob. That that's the thing I want to know about. Is it? Is it a Because co- it seems like it's league wide. Is that like a? Is that a? A, a new, co- is that like a new coaching aspect? Like p- teams are trying to get out on the break quicker, or 
or is it, I think it, it is, is it something different? Because that's what I said. I think it's just the new line of coaching is going to cause for more more turnovers because people want to push the offense. Hey Kim, you're going to be happy to you're going to be happy to hear this. Uncle Ron just scored. Yay! I miss him. <laughs> oh, after he was, oh, after he was so bad defensively, I was so mad. I told Kim I would trade Hansy for Matt Murray. <laughs> That's how mad I'm still I taking was. that trade. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want your concussed goalie anymore. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it's really interesting that you bring that up, Chris, because it does seem like defense is optional this year in the NHL. But I've actually been um, watching or actually listening to a lot of games, too, because like I had said earlier on the show, I've been doing other stuff while hockey games are on in the background. But a lot of the announcers are talking about how defense defensemen and teams' defenses are really starting to crowd around the net and taking away the goalie's opportunity to play the puck, um, which I found very interesting. And um, a lot of defensemen are kind of taking a page out of the Pens book where they're starting to pinch a lot in the offensive zone. And I think that's how you're getting a lot of these odd man rushes. Definitely makes sense. Uh, I do think because it's a faster game now, they're trying to uh, move the puck faster, get more shots, make it overall right. a quicker game. But in the which is creating a lot more turnovers, which makes it infuriating for fans because you're just right. stop giving the puck away. Right. And that's, inter- you know, it's interesting because when it seems like everybody's starting to take a page out of the last couple of Stanley Cup winners' playbook, where they're starting to get faster and they're using the speed game, so they want, you know, younger, quicker forwards. And it seems to be working. Well, that's the thing. And, and we, you know, me being a football guy and, you know, football's always the old thing on football is, oh, it's a copycat league. People, you know, people see what's going on and they try to do That's what I think is going on in the NHL is teams are trying to emulate what's been working for the Stanley Cup champions. But the problem is not everybody has those kind of players. Not everybody has, you know, so they're trying to implement their system and it's just – they don't have the they don't have the horses to run it. Right, they don't have the correct personnel to run the correct system. No. I agree with that. And that's that's the other thing that's gonna be interesting as a Rangers fan is we we brought in the head coach from you know, from BU. So he's bringing a college system. So, and obviously that has, you know, that hasn't, hasn't worked too well early, but, you know, I'm interested to see how they tailor to that, 
how they how they tailor their roster towards that and and see if that works. Um, right now, right now the the results are are not are not are not in his favor. Right. So I do have to admit, um, when it's not your team, it is pretty fun to watch the increase in scoring. Yes. I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, Pens and Caps 7-6 game. That was um, an Oprah game, I like to call it, because if you get a goal, you get a goal, you get a goal, and then it came down to you got a point and you got a point, and then it was just a stupid penalty that was taken in overtime that led to the Crystal Tang game winner. That was just a yeah, really bad was... penalty for Niskaden to take. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really, really, really bad. Right. Well, speaking speaking of the of the Penguins, Rob, I told Kim earlier in your goalie discussion, the Islanders have a goalie on their payroll. They, they no. would probably be willing to get rid of him. Oh, this is the intro. <laughs> no. He can give up. He can give up six. He can give up six goals still. It's, it's, <laughs> no. He can fit. He can fit that bill. Um, I appreciate your sentiment, Chris, but no. Um, I will have to decline oh, you that. Want, you wouldn't want uh, Rick Pietro. No, thank you. <laughs> you don't. You don't even. You don't even have to pay him. Can you? He. He could just take your salary from the Islanders, and you just say, "Hey, come play with us for free." Yeah. No. <laughs> um, he hasn't played in how many years? <laughs> I would take Tommy Barrasso over that over him right now. <laughs> Who, speaking of Barrasso, um, I just found out that he is going to be coaching a hockey team in the UK. How cool That's is that? Yeah. Um, yeah, considering oh. DiPietro hasn't played since 2008, <laughs> I don't think so. And he's still being paid for like another <laughs> 10 years. <clears throat> His Where last season he played with the... Sh- with the Charlotte Checkers in the AHL, his goals against average was 5.18, and his save percentage was .846, and that was in five games. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> Those are not my numbers. He fit right in. <laughs> See, he, I told you, he'd fit, he fit right, fits the mold. Yeah, like a glove. <laughs> You know, hey, I hey, that's, you, that's you know I am pretty is. set with the Smith and Jari though, okay? Like I have no qualms with either one of them. I would oh, take like their to... NHL N experience over um somebody that the Islanders have to pay for the next ten years. <laughs> oh, I'd like to send out a public service announcement to uh all fans of all teams. Don't tell your teams not to give the Leafs power plays. 
The Leafs are three for three on the power play tonight. It's five two Toronto. Yeah, I saw a meme come through on Facebook, and it had a Dallas Stars player, and he was sitting on Santa Claus's lap, and it said, um, "All I want for Christmas is a defense." Yep. The Leafs are well on their way to another touchdown tonight. <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me? We should give some love to Buffalo, though. Buffalo is looking pretty solid so far. I thought we already did that. I don't want Pete to have a big head. No, we gave love to Carter Hutton, not Buffalo. And I know Pete likes to listen to us, so I want to make Pete's night by giving a shout-out to, like, Buffalo. Um, I'm sure Pete's already planning the parade, but... (laughs) Hey, San San Jose just connected on their touchdown. With the extra point? They got the extra point. It is now 7-1. to Ouch. And Dallas just connected on a power play goal, so it's 5-3 with two minutes left in the second. Wow. Well, score update. The Avalanche lost their first game tonight to Columbus, 5-2. to The Hurricanes beat the Canucks, 5-3. to and, and after two periods of play, Winnipeg is defeating the LA Kings 2-1. to Ilya Kovacek has his first goal in the NHL since coming back from the KHL. Yeah, the, the Kings have nine shots on goal, and that's it. Whereas Winnipeg has 33 shots on goal. Wow, I just looked at that, and I was about to go, holy crap. Like, Yeah. And um, the Flames are beating the Predators. The Predators have 28 shots on goal, and the Flames have 17 shots on goal with two goals scored, which is amazing. Elias Lindholm has fit in beautifully with the Flames so far. He's got his third of the year. Right. Yeah, the Leafs only have 19 shots on goal. That's crazy. And they're leading 5-3. to Hey, Chris. Yeah. Did you start Ben Bishop in fantasy tonight? I did because I have two. Go- I have two goalies. Goals on nineteen shots. Yeah, I see that. And despite all that, I'm still at a nine to one advantage. So I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Shush. It's because my goalie can't stay healthy. And the goalies that can stay healthy let all the goals in. <laughs> but, Kim, at, at least you have guys that are getting penalty minutes. So that that's that's keeping you in the ballgame. Yeah, yeah. Need to rename Kim's team name to the Goon Squad, then, if all she's winning is penalty <laughs> minutes. Yeah, I am. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I need to. I need that. Maybe maybe that's what I need to look for in my trade. In in my trades, I need I need to trade for guys who are going in the box. Hey, maybe I'll sign up. Maybe I'll sign up Tom Wilson. Does it, does that count as penalty minutes if you if you're suspended? <laughs> no, nope. not until he plays. But he is a free agent in our league. So there you go, Chris. <laughs> there we go. I I can get some penalty minutes that way. 
Oh, God. Yeah. Um, as for our listeners, um, we have a hockey league that we are playing in, Rob, myself, and Chris. And um, this week I'm playing Chris, and he's pretty much whooping my butt. But um, he, uh, you know, he, I don't think Chris even drafted his team this year. I think it was an auto draft. Um, but we play, and um, my coworker Don's playing for the first time fantasy hockey, and uh, he had a really good draft. I decided to take players that Rob wanted, which is funny, um, <laughs> like Mark Shifley. I looked at Rob's team. Rob's team is like half half of his team is Toronto. Exactly. No, I only have three weeks. I only have Matthews, Tavares, and Gardner. Oh, and Mason, but I don't have him because he's a goalie. Right. And then you're just try- then you're just trying to trade for all the rest of the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> no, I just want to. I just want to. <laughs> He's my favorite leaf by far. Cassandra's actually listening to our show tonight. And she wanted, since Chris is on air with us, Rob, she wanted to go back to the Murray thing. And she wants to know, um, and she, Chris, she wants your opinion on this too. If um, there's a possibility since Murray got quote unquote injured in practice and nobody really saw what happened. Um, if this might be just a way for the pens to bench him because he is struggling. What do you guys think about that? No, absolutely not. If you no. uh no, go ahead, Rob. If he's injured it's uh if they're saying he's injured, he's definitely injured. They wouldn't uh they wouldn't make an excuse to bench him. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. That's what I was thinking. Um, I think it's a and very not, good thought, but it, it, and not the kind of in, not the kind of injury they gave him. It, it, right, a concussion. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't say. You wouldn't say he's got a concussion if he. If they said he's got a lower body in injury or something like something like that, something then I bad. could. You know, yeah, if it was vague and it was like, all right, you know, it'll he'll be out, you know, he'll be out a couple weeks, or you know, we'll say he's day to day, but yeah. to say he's got a concussion, that that involves a lot of testing, a lot of follow up, and of course, with the way everybody is now about concussions, that's going to be something everyone looks at going forward. So you wouldn't want to mess around with that. Right. I do, no, I you know, I, I love the fact, and I'm going to interrupt here just for a minute, but I love the fact that our listeners are still comfortable just shooting me a message on Facebook and saying, hey, I'm listening to your show. I've been thinking about this. Can we revisit it? I love this kind of interaction with our fans, and I, I want everybody to feel comfortable. If you're not personally friends with me on Facebook, um, you can message the page and both Rob and myself can see it too. If you have questions or comments or anything like that, that's an interesting thought. I really, um, I really appreciate that. And it it is something, you know, because we all do know as Penn fans that Sullivan really likes Barney. And, 
you know, this I could see where her thought process is going with the whole fact that, well, what if this is a place where Sullivan doesn't quote unquote have egg on his face and have to admit that he's wrong or, you know, things like that. Um, but, you know, I want, especially our female listeners, because as a female myself, I know how hard it is when you're in like an all hockey group to talk to guys to get them to actually listen to your opinion. So we especially want the female fans and the male fans to feel comfortable sending us off-the-wall questions like that. Cassandra, that was a great, you know, idea and thought. And I like your two answers to it, too. Yeah, it was a, it was a great question. And it's, it, it's, it's an interesting theory, but uh, mm-hmm. the only thing that really makes me think that that's not what happened is the fact that they said he has another concussion. Like, if they had said that's... he was day-to-day with, like, a little body injury or something like that, then, yeah, maybe sit him for a game or two, let him get his head back or whatever's wrong, but uh, with this, no, he's definitely injured. Right. Yeah, I would assume, and, I mean, Murray's had a history of concussions anyway, and like I said at the beginning of the show, I think my husband's a neurologist, and I think he said that when you suffer your first concussion, if you get hit in the head, you're eight times more likely to get a second concussion. And then after that concussion, you're eight times more likely to get another concussion. So, you know, the more you get a concussion, the more likely you are to continue to get them. This is not something that just heals. And, um, you know, I agree with you both that if, if it were like a quote-unquote way to nicely bench somebody, it would be more of a vague um, upper body injury or lower body injury type deal. But, you know, I don't know what happened in practice yesterday. I don't know. Um, Nobody is really saying. Mike Sullivan came out at 1130 this morning and said that, you know, hey, we – Matt Murray has a concussion. He's out indefinitely. And that's all he said. The only the only thing I I I question about how it was how it progressed is that when I saw the reports of this, it was Matt Murray got a concussion at you know, got injured at practice. What are they doing at practice that got Matt Murray a concussion? Like right. That's that's the only part of it that I don't really get because like usually you're not lighting up the especially the starting goaltender you're not lighting them up with you know slap shots to the face right so it, 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 it's something that we you know would involve more investigation than we can actually do ourselves and that people actually right. want to do. I would just want like you. You would have had to be there to be like, all right, this is what happened, and this is right. how he got a concussion. And it could be as simple as he took a skate to the head in the Montreal game in the second period. And Rob, I had told you because we were messaging back and forth, and I told you he didn't look good after that hit in net. And um, I'm wondering because sometimes concussion symptoms take a while to show up. I'm wondering if it stems from that hit. That's because I, possible. 
because I told Rob, and I, you know, Rob and I talk all the time during games, and I told Rob, I said, he doesn't look good after he took Gallagher's skate to the head. I said, he's, his reflexes are slower. He's not moving post to post as quick as he was. And then next thing you know, he gets that really bad wraparound goal. And at that point, I started thinking, okay, do we have another injury on our hands? But, you know, I know from, like I said, Kyle, my husband's a neurology technician. And so when it comes to head stuff, Kyle always told me that um, when I suffered my concussion, he said, even if you don't have symptoms now, you could get symptoms up to 48 to 72 hours after you sustain a head injury. So... That's what that's where my mindset is right now. I think he actually sustained it in the Montreal game, and he just started showing the symptoms of it yesterday, which is maybe why he practiced by himself for an hour and a half to two hours after the team practice. But you were talking about practices. One of the things that I've heard from people who have been to Penn practices, Chris, is the fact that they think Mike Sullivan overworks them in practice sometimes. Yeah, but overwork. I mean, overworking you isn't gonna cause you a concussion. Like, right? He would have either had to, you know, he would have either taken a puck, puck to the head, gotten hit in the head, or fell back like while trying to do a drill or something. Like, it's not one of those. Like, again, if it was a lower extremity injury, I would say, all right, maybe they worked him too hard and he pulled a hamstring or, you know, pulled his groin or something. That's a possibility. To get a concussion, you have, you actually have to physically be, like, you have to have something physical happen to you. And I, I've never seen a hockey practice, but I, I'm pretty sure they're not lighting people up. Right. They shouldn't. At least I would think so. I mean, I know, I know. Our, the only thing I've ever seen is my high school hockey team practice, and even they didn't like people. You know, they weren't lighting each other up, and they, they knew. All right, Jones is in net. He's our starting goaltender. Let's shoot well on him. Right. But then again. Maybe the Penguins were trying to work on his glove hand, and we know what happens when that ha- we know what happens when shots go to his glove side. So, yeah, some of the comments on social media today were quite um, interesting, tactless. hilarious, <laughs> and tactless. Um, yeah, you know, I I just I can't believe that there are people out there that don't realize that hockey players are not machines. They are actually human beings. I've always been very vocal that I'm not a Murray fan at all. It has nothing to do with him personally. Um, It has everything to do with I don't like his goaltending style. And um, (laughs) it, it, it boils down to, you know, I wanted him benched. I didn't want him benched with another injury. I did want him benched with a concussion for sure. Um, he's only 24 years old. He's got a lot of life left, and I want him to be able to enjoy and remember that life because he is a fellow human being. 
But on the flip side, I'm very excited to see what the Pens have in Casey DeSmith and Tristan Jari. So, you know, it's a catch-22. Never am I happy when anybody sustains an injury, though. No, definitely not. Yeah, but thanks, Cassandra, again for that question. We really appreciate you listening to us and uh, giving us feedback and everything. Um, you know, I, I'm I love the fact that our listeners get engaged like that. Um, you know, this is what we try to do. We try to, you know, hear your opinions as well. All right, here's a, here's a question I have to ask. What okay. is plus minus? What is the um, um, basically, when you're on the ice for a five on for a five on five goal or an even strength goal, sorry, because you can be uh, plus or minus on four on four or three on three. But when you're even strength and you're on the ice for a goal for your team, you get a plus. If you're on the ice for a goal against your team but even strength, you get a minus. Okay. So let's say you're on the ice for a total of six goals. Four for your team. Or, uh, yeah, four for your team, two for the other team at even strength. You would be a plus two for the night. So, but it's it's only when you're at even strength. Um, right. Except for, I think a shorthanded goal counts for a plus two, doesn't it? Oh, yes. When shorthanded goal does, yes. Sorry, okay. that was my mistake. Okay. I forgot about short. No, it's okay. We are not professionals. We are not experts. We help each other out. <laughs> okay. That that's that's starting to make a little bit of sense. Okay. Right. Because I was just I was the only reason I asked is because I was looking at one of my guys on on fantasy, and he's got he's got two assists in a two nothing game, and a zero plus minus. And I was like, so they haven't given up a goal, and they've scored twice, and he assisted on them. I would assume he was on the ice for those goals, but they would have to be power play goals. Yeah, that wouldn't count. So right, all right. I was trying to figure that part out. That's fine. That's a good question. It's one of these to me. It's one of these useless stats. I've never been a big believer in a plus minus because I don't think it tells the whole story. No, it doesn't. I absolutely despise plus minus as a uh, statistic. And I despise it even more when people try and use it to claim how good or bad a player is. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, if you're on the, if you're on the ice and you have, if you're just sitting back and you have nothing to do with the goal, then you get a you get a plus because you were just standing there. Like I would love for somebody to try and argue with me that Oliver Ekman Larson is not a good defenseman. But if you look at his plus minus stats, it tells you he's not. I know, and that infuriates me. <laughs> yep. I mean, last year, yeah, he had an off year last year, only getting uh, 42 points. But, I mean, the guy's a machine. Yeah. 
sorry, I had to respond back to somebody. But um, no, I mean, it, it, I agree with Rob. It, it to me, it's a useless stat. Um, it doesn't tell the whole story. You know, there are players that are better if you watch them on the ice, and they're plus and minus. But that was a good player that you picked, Rob. (laughs) I've had him in at least one of my hockey every single year since he came to the league. Every year I pick him because he's so good. The only stat that uh, the only statistic that doesn't favor him is plus minus, and. The past few years, that's not his fault because, I mean, Arizona hasn't been very good. Right. Yep. Yeah, because, I mean, some of the best defensemen um, in the league have had horrible minus stats. But a lot of them... um, a lot of the defensemen that get the bad rep for their plus minus stats are usually the ones that play a lot of ice time. Cause like I'll use an example, Ian Cole had horrible plus minus stats last year and Penn fans were like really excited that he was getting traded. And um, he, uh, you know, it doesn't tell the whole story because Cole did a lot of ice time, especially when Schultz was out with an injury. And one of the things that Cole did best was block shots. And the plus-minus sets don't tell you that. You want another good example of a uh, great defenseman with horrible plus-minus? Eric Carlson. Yeah. And everybody thinks he is the best in the league. He has 62 points last year and was a minus 25. Wow. Yeah, try arguing with me that he's a bad defenseman. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. Plus minus is a useless stat. I hate it. It should be abolished, never to return. Throw it, in, throw it in the embers of the dumpster fire that was Ottawa and Montreal's off season, and just let it go to die. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. Flyers, <laughs> the Sharks and Flyers game has ended. Eight two San Jose. <laughs> Yeah, San Jose decided to score a lot. Was Brian Elliott in that tonight? Uh, yes, he was. He allowed eight goals on 48 shots. That's a lot of shots on goal. Yep. And uh, Aaron Dell was in that for San Jose, the backup. He stopped 31 of 33. Wow. Yeah, Martin Jones didn't seem to look good in his last couple of starts. Um, 
it, it, I don't know. Martin Jones has always been kind of hot and cold. and um, But Aaron Dell, he seems to have gotten better the last couple of years as the backup and playing a lot more games. It's, you know, I, I've always liked Dell. When did Mike Smith become an elite goalie? Uh, he's always kind of been. Wasn't he the last goalie to score a goal? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, I've always liked Mike Smith, but it just he played on a really terrible Coyotes team. Yeah, I know. I, I like Mike Smith, too. I was half joking about that, but I'm annoyed oh. that he decided to pick tonight to be elite because uh, in one of my other fantasy leagues, I have Rene, and he's got Mike Smith, and Pecorine oh is my not God. doing well. Yeah, and I'm the one that told you to put him in. <laughs> you can <Yep>. play me. <laughs> Mike, Smith, Mike Smith currently has a 32-save shutout going. Right. And it's three nothing flames with ten minutes left. <laughs> I'm sorry, Thanks, Rob. Kim. <laughs> Next time, do the opposite of what I say. <laughs> well, tonight I think was, tonight I think was pretty much damned if I did, damned if I didn't, because I mean Dallas has an extremely offensive team. We right. all know how well the Leafs' defense handles offensive teams, which is they don't. So either way, I think I think my best option would have been to sit both, but that wasn't really an option for me. Right. But I should have done it anyway. You could have been like me. I had to pick up an emergency goalie yesterday because Jonathan Quick was injured. So my idiotness, <laughs> I picked up Carter Hunting. So I have Flurry as my goalie too, and I had both of my goalies going against each other yesterday, and that was just silly and stupid. I didn't even look. Yeah, that that's never good when that happens. You're just like, uh, I'm just gonna sit both and forget it. Well, if you're playing them in in a league where you get wins, I mean, at least you're gonna get a. Hopefully, you get a win out of it and not a tie. Well, no. Yeah. The best case scenario for that is for uh, the game to go to overtime because if you're in a if the game goes to overtime, um, your goalie doesn't get a loss. They don't consider it a loss in the uh, in the statistics. Yeah, and if your goalies are going head to if your goalies are going head to head, at least one of them is going to get a win. So you're at least guaranteed to win. That's always a good thing. Right. Exactly. Well, guys, I think we're going to go ahead and end our show. Let Rob finish watching his game. Um, There's only, like I said, three games tomorrow night. And then Thursday night we get a couple more games. So that's fun. Thursday night I can finally get this bad taste of Montreal out of my mouth, which would be wonderful. (laughs) Unless the next game leaves a worse taste in your mouth. Yeah, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have faith my team's going to bounce back. It's going to be like when um, they lost the Islanders last year, and they're going to bounce back and just tear it up. <laughs> um, Tim, yeah, I just looked at uh, I just looked at the matchup and the injuries for Vegas and Pittsburgh. Uh huh. It has Tristan Jari on the IR with a lower body injury. And see, okay, this is where a big communication error has been. Um, yesterday, Tristan Jari had an interview, and he said he's 100% healthy. This is That's... this is where things get really confusing. There's There's people missing the boat somewhere, I think. Yeah, somebody. I mean, I posted a tweet from the Pittsburgh media that said Tristan Jari is 100% healthy and he's ready. You know, he's ready to do his thing. Oh, Dallas scored, but the Leafs are challenging for goalie interference. So I guess it'll be interesting. Kim, heads, heads or tails? Heads. Well, we'll see what happens. Goaltender interference. You know what that means. That means they're flipping yeah. the coin in turn. They're flipping the coin to see if it's goaltender interference or not. Right. Oh, it's definitely goalie interference. It's 100% mm-hmm. goalie interference. If they don't get we it know, right, we know, we know that how, NHL doesn't know, know what it is. Yeah. If, if anybody knows what it is, then... Wait, well, we have I've to gotten, find out what it is. Oh, and now we got now we got to wait for the call. Right. But I, I've got I've got some good news for I know Flyers fans are going crazy because they lost eight to two tonight. I've got some good news for them. They they're going the to Ottawa. Oh, no, they're going to Ottawa. Ottawa next. They're going to Ottawa oh. next, so they're. So, so they, they should they should feel good about that. No, the the Sharks just scored eight goals and they get to come to the Rangers. So you could probably expect about sixteen goals on Friday. So the ruling's in. It's a good goal. So it's five four. So they don't know what it is this year either. Yes, <laughs> they they flipped the they flipped the coin and I guess heads won. Great. Apparently. Yeah. All right. Well, we thank everybody for listening, and um, we will be back here next week's good for you, right, Rob? Yes. Next week I'm available. um, And. In the next week or so, I want to put up a giveaway on the page. So yes. make sure you give our Facebook page a like, because if you don't, you won't be eligible to win. <laughs> That's exactly right. And we can tell who all likes the page. So, um, <laughs> But, yes, so make sure you give our Facebook page a like. It is um, Stay Out of My Creek on Facebook. All you have to do is search for that. Um, if you're already a fan of the page, share it with your friends, too. Um, you know. But next week, we will have more information. We may not do another two-hour show next week. It depends on how much news we get and stuff to talk about, how many games are going on next week. 
Um, if anybody sends us any questions that they want us to answer, then um, they can, you know, you can always do that via the page or the email address, which is stayoutofmycrease at gmail.com. And um, I think that's it. Chris, thanks so much for calling in. No problem. Yes, thank you I'll, for calling I'll be in. Back here next week. I'll, I'll be back here. I'll be back here next week to take more misery about the Rangers. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, uh, hope, hopefully they'll be winless by then, and it'll be even more fun to talk about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, don't forget, give our Facebook page a like. Keep up with what shows when we're having shows and the link and everything. Um, Everybody have a great night. Rob, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, for sure. Take care.